This is Big Sports Radio, SEC edition. Now with your hosts, Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, and Brad Sturdy. Big Sports Radio, SEC, Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, Mike Kegley. Glad you're with us here. Hey, we've got a, a big show coming up. Um, we appreciate everyone's uh, remarks and uh, and all the uh, you know email, listener email we got in. Sending to uh, info at bigsportsradio.com on part one of our Eric Kramer interview last week. We'll do part two this week. Um, Kramer, uh, we just felt again, this is a, such a great story that uh, we want as many people to hear um, what he's doing right now. Uh, the attempted suicide and turning his life around after that um, and doing a lot of good for people with mental health and suffering from depression. So game the part two is as a part of that. And we get to a little, uh, you know, we get into the game with Danny Sheridan, the veteran college football uh, insider analyst, and we'll talk about uh, really the SEC. Uh, the Georgia Bulldogs should they have been in? Now, we kind of know what your thoughts are. It's, it's a divided country, almost as much as you know, red versus blue. But um, we'll talk about uh, we'll hear from Danny Sheridan here in just a moment. But guys, let's talk first a little Heisman Trophy. Hail to the man down in Baton Rouge, Jaden Daniels. This is the guy I think if we had a vote, we would have uh, we would have gone to him with him as well. Yeah, I, I think we all thought Jaden Daniels was going to win. I, I think he and Marvin Harrison Jr. were the two best players in college football. Jaden Daniels did it on a, um, you know, he just did it on another level. His numbers are insane. He looks it's like a video game, right? Um, when I play NCAA football 2013, that's the, that's the numbers I put up with my quarterback. So there you go. Yeah, and, that, and he really was a video game. Uh, reminds me so much of Lamar uh, Jackson up at Baltimore now. Um, it, guy's got a fantastic future. And the interesting thing is, as transfer portal QBs go, they really seem to hit their stride in that second year as opposed mm -hmm. to the first year. And I know people are really focused on instant gratification, but um, as, as good as he was his first year, everything really clicked uh, last year for him jo and the LSU offense. Joe Burrow. How about Joe Burrow at LSU? First year, he a little struggle, second year. Woo! Yep. Yeah, it's one of the greatest years of all time. You know, it's one of those that it's just it's amazing. Even looking at the college football playoff, um, you know, outside of Alabama with Milrow, it, you've got guys who transferred and were in their second year, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, Ewers, um, Knicks, Penix. Uh, there's something about that in terms of knowing a system for a full year and then going in um, after that. So no question about it. And Daniels was just outstanding. You guys know that I was a uh, Michael Penix Jr. fan all season long. Still am. Uh, but I think, again, um, this vote is stats-driven. And when you look at the stats he put up, which were eye-popping, even above the big numbers the other guys put up, it just became really a no-brainer. So congrats to Jaden Daniels, and uh, great to see him uh, find some great success uh, down in the bayou. Uh, all right, guys. Hey, listen, this week the SEC's 2024 football schedule came out. And we've been talking about this here you know, off-air um, for a little bit in terms of just um, – uh, boy, it looks a lot different for a lot of teams. I mean, you want a bigger conference and more competition? You got it. And it, it is hard to see how, um, you know, teams, again, it's their unbalanced schedules. You're not playing everybody every year. So, uh, but you have the chance to really next year, uh, starting with Georgia, play some really tough, tough uh, schedules next year. Yeah, there's nothing easy. I mean, there are so, there's a lot of depth in this conference when you throw in teams like Texas and Oklahoma in there. And so if you're, you know, you got to play, you know, there's conceivable. You think about the look at the college football playoff now and, and the teams that are going to be in there. You got the Big Ten teams, 
and you got the SEC teams. I mean, that's really the top level here. Uh, we and we we talk about Georgia and Alabama and and Texas and Oklahoma, and we forget about like Ole Miss is like twenty and twenty one and four over the last two years or something like that. They've only lost to like Georgia and Alabama over the last two seasons. So it, it's really wild when you think about how how good this uh, the, this league is and how difficult it's going to be for these teams to run the table. But I don't think they have to. I think literally ten and two in the SEC is going to get most of these teams into the college football playoff. Well, and you look at some of the matchups, especially like the first week, what a what a way to get involved in college football. Georgia, Clemson, mm-hmm. you know, LSU, Southern Cal, um, you know, Notre Dame, Texas A&M, some fantastic ones. But I will tell you the Florida Gators – close with maybe the f- hardest five game streak I may have ever seen harder than Play- this year? Uh, yeah playing Georgia then Texas then LSU then Old Miss and then catching a break with Florida State in their last game <laughs> I don't know that I've ever seen a five game stretch that's any harder than that and Brad and I were talking you know between takes here I actually, you know, Brad. Brad's the same way. I don't know if Billy Napier survives that that schedule. Holy cow! Yeah, it's you think about that, Mike. Like you look at that schedule. Georgia could conceivably be number one. Texas could be top five. LSU top ten. Ole Miss top ten. Florida State top ten. I mean, oh my! <laughs> and we, I mean, Brad, and Brad, we didn't even mention Kentucky, Tennessee. And Texas A&M and Miami also on the schedule. Yeah, I mean, those are all potential top 25 teams. I mean, they, man, Billy Napier, woo. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who he hacked off up above, but he did a I good job. I think, you know what it. he did right there? He went and put all his, he went and put some more money in long-term investments for the future. <laughs> he's, he's an, oh, he's an Owatani should, I should start saving. I should start deferring my money. <laughs> wow. Pretty scary. Uh, how long do you think until they go back to divisions? I just think if you expand one more time, I can just see this being, you know, four or five team divisions or something for them and the Big Ten. I think it would be wild to have like these like 20 teams with four or five team divisions. You play your division games, you play some cross division like games, and then you have like a four team playoff. And you have, but you have it at every level. So you have the fifth place teams play a playoff for the fourth place, the third place. I mean, how much, how many tickets can we sell for that thing? We could have generate crazy amounts of revenue there. So I think it'd be fun. Yeah, I think, ironically, the bigger college football gets, the more regional it will become. If the Big Ten goes to 24 teams, you'll have uh, four six-team divisions. Mm-hmm. Or you could go, you know, you have to go up to 32 to get to eight four-team divisions. But I think you're going to have much more regional uh, matchups as these two SEC Big Ten expand. Well, there's no question that uh, if you thought the SEC schedule was tough already, um, it's going to be much tougher <laughs> coming down the pike now with Texas and Oklahoma in the mix. Uh, no more gimmies like a Vanderbilt on your schedule automatically uh, every year. Stay with us. We'll uh, bring in Danny Sheridan in a moment to talk uh, again more about the SEC and the CFP and uh, why people are, well, just really peeved. Try to rhyme there. And then again, part two of our uh, uh, Eric Kramer uh, conversation. All coming up here on Big Sports Radio SEC. 
airline travelers, let's say you have a problem and you need to change or cancel an existing airline reservation. What do you do? Well, Skywatch is a free service that can help anyone with any airline reservation fix it. Whether you want to cancel it, change your dates, or add passengers, we can help fix your airline reservations so you get exactly what you need. We've updated our computer database and now have access to every airline around the globe. So now you can make one phone call, regardless of who booked your airline tickets, and we'll change it, cancel it, and fix it for you. We know the insider secrets to fixing reservations that the airline Airlines don't want you to know about. So if you need to cancel, change, or modify an existing airline reservation, call Skywatch right now. It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 800-413-7158. 800-413-7158. That's 800-413-7158. Fans of big sports radio and sports spectacular podcasts have a new home on the Chief Sports Network. Find your favorite programs and content all in one place by downloading the Chief Sports app in your mobile device. Created in South Carolina, the Chief Sports Network is the home of an expanding network of live and podcast format programming. It is also the home of one of the leading national college football podcasts, J.C. and Morgan, hosted by ESPN's Mike Morgan and 24-7 Sports, J.C. Sherbert. Download the Chief Sports app for free and find all of your favorite programming under one easy umbrella. Thanks to all of our markets for your loyal support of Big Sports Radio and our Sports Spectacular podcast, and we look forward to connecting with you anywhere in the world on the Chief Sports app. Welcome back to the Sports Spectacular. Tony Cordero, producer, sitting in for Larry Smith. Mike Hagley joining me right now. And we have a very special guest to bring on, Mr. Danny Sheridan, one of the most renowned Call him the college football guru, call him whatever you like. The man has been covering and getting insight into college football for longer than any of us care to remember. He got the scoop. He knows the game. He knows everything that's going on. Danny, welcome to the show once again for us. Always a pleasure, Tony. And I go back to the days when you used to produce us at CNN, me, Hicks, and the crew at uh, CNN on our college football show. And I miss those days and I miss my youth. Don't we all? Don't we all? We're a little little older, but hopefully a little wiser as well in the long run. <laughs> Danny, let's um, kind of jump into some of the things happening with the uh, college football playoff and what happened a few weeks ago. In your opinion, do you think that the committee got it right by leaving an undefeated Florida State team out of the playoff? Well, you see, my question to you and Mike would be, and Larry, if he were here, would be, what does getting it right mean? I was told when they started this, I don't know, in 2014, your job is to pick the best four teams. So my question to you and Mike is, are they supposed to pick the best four teams before I can answer that? I would say, yeah, that's their job to pick the best four teams. Mike, what would you say? I agree totally with that. And so being that I'm not a guy who's real tradition bound, I actually had much less issues with the selection as it was than most people did because, you know, 
Uh, Florida State is a different team when you're they're playing with a backup quarterback. No, I agree, and and they've only gotten it the committee. They've only gotten it right one year, and that was the year they slid Alabama in, and Alabama won the national championship. The committee, as you know, I watch the show on ESPN every Tuesday night during the season, and they just make up the rules as they go. They get a great spokesman, this time a gentleman named Boo Corrigan, who I don't know. He did a nice job, and they just double talk. If they make uh, Florida State number three, they go, well, the eye test. If they make so-and-so number three, well, the strength of schedule. So it's just BS every week, cover your ass. And I understand that. I'd do the same thing if I operated under those rules. And what I don't understand, and I wrote a friend of mine, a committee person that you know years ago, and said, you don't have to put me on there, but you need to have a a handicapper or an odds maker or someone that can tell you the best four teams. Any idiot can tell you, oh, they won their conference. And to show you how screwed up it is and you remember this penn state beat ohio state a couple of years ago they went to the title game and ohio state jumped penn state at the end of the year or a few weeks later that made no sense to me because again they beat ohio state penn state didn't have any injuries uh last year tcu hey great season we all know that tcu's not in the same breath as Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, et cetera. But they had a great season. So did they go undefeated? No. They went to their conference game and got beat. But they're rewarded by putting them in because a Cinderella story. So in other words, you get the drift. It's all a bunch of BS. Back to your question, and I agree with you and Mike, if you pick the best four teams, and it's it's a rotten shame that Florida State's not in there because this Florida State team is really good with their quarterback. I mean, really good, as good as I'd say they could hold their own with anyone. But the fact that they don't, uh, that the quarterback is injured, if you're picking the best four teams, they did a good job. I think back to, I think it was last year, they left Alabama out and it was Alabama fatigue. It didn't make any sense. Alabama beat the hell out of their rival, Auburn, by 20, at least three touchdowns last week of the season. What happened? Ohio State lost to their rival, Michigan, by 22 or three points the last week of the season. And Ohio State jumps Alabama and gets in the playoffs. Again, I associate that to Alabama fatigue. But I mentioned that example. If that were Florida State, it'd really be raising some hell. And it's not a fair system. And thank God we're going to 12 teams. You may have some controversy, but not like you would with two teams and, and especially this college football playoff where you make up the rules to cover your ass every week anyway that's my garrulous answer mike and tony well danny did you did you think there was a fear of having a cfp without an sec team that also played heavily into this because you know you look at the number of of championships that the sec has to leave them out for the first time ever maybe that was just a bridge too far Absolutely. A great point. Uh, Greg Greg Sankey, the commissioner, he made the same comment on, not quite that eloquent, but he made the same, made the point on uh, game day. And that was good that he was on. That was the SEC championship game between Georgia and Alabama. And he said it would be, I don't want to quote him. I think he said something like it would be a travesty or it would be crazy to leave out the SEC champion. Let's see the SEC champ off the top of my head. They've won the title the last three years in a row. 
something like 14 out of the last 17. So, yeah, if the SEC champ is, uh, I was going to say, nine and three, then you might want to think about it. But in this brutal conference, the SEC, two losses like an honor badge. I mean, hell, one is off the charts. So there's no way in hell. First of all, if you want to pick the best four teams at the end of the year, if I were on the committee, I would say, obviously, Michigan. I would say Alabama. And then I'd stop right there and say, we're talking the best four teams, Georgia and Ohio State. The rest of them have a nice day. And that's the best four teams, if that's what we're talking about. Maybe not the most deserving teams. Who in the hell cares about dessert? Anyway, that's, I don't know what your final four would be, but that would be my, how they left Georgia out. You know, you think about, well, we made Georgia number one every week or most every week, the last six weeks of the poll. And then they lose a last possession game. The team that has the ball last in that game is going to win. Alabama had it last. And miraculously, on a third and seven, uh, Milrose scrambled for, I don't know, first down. They ran the clock out. If they have to punt to Georgia, nothing against Alabama. Georgia's going to win the game. I believe that. And every time Alabama got the damn ball, they it just went back and forth. We're talking not 27 to nothing, Mike, Tony. We're talking 27 to 24, the two best teams in the country at this point of the season, that point of the season. So it was a travesty leaving Georgia out, but it was politically correct to leave Georgia out in the committee's mind. If we're going to look at, you know, we got this expanded college football playoff system coming in next year. You know, our discussions next year will be between 12 and, and 13 about who got in. Every, all the major players are, are going to make it. Right. Do you think, you know, we've been talking about this for 20-something years now, Danny. When we get to this playoff, does that make the bowl system as it stands obsolete should the ncaa just say look we're going to allow every school to have 15 practices because the bowls are are basically obsolete you're going to have these 12 teams playing and your bowls are going to start with you know team number 13 or 14 and and it's going to be a lot of six and six just like it is now hat should that era end no i don't think so the bowls are wonderful for their communities we have three in alabama and they're also wonderful for the FCS teams, like the lower subdivisions, whatever the hell you call them, I guess, FCS, uh, such as the the uh, Sunbelt Conference, which the, the is pretty damn good. The non-power five. The non-power right, five. Non-power five, five, correct. They're not, as you could argue, they're not as good. Hell, James Madison, they ought to be, that's another subject. They ought to be in a damn bowl game. I don't care if they lost one game. And But those, those conferences, MAC, uh, Conference USA, all of them should be, should have bowls, and they do. And this won't wipe them out. It won't affect them. It might affect, uh, I don't know, Tony, I'm trying to think. I don't know what the hell, how many, what they're going to do anyway with the format. I mean, so many teams play at home, but bowl games like uh, the one in Memphis and that have SEC tie-ins, about 10 or 11 of them, that might be affected a little. Again, I don't know what the situation, but the bottom line is to answer your question, bowls are wonderful. At, we're in a litigious society. The NCAA wouldn't have the guts to pull up. They were so scared about getting sued that they passed a rule. Again, that's sort of like the college football playoff committee, and I approve of the rule. Hey, we don't have enough teams to go around. What do we do? Let them go in at five and seven. Well, let's make it academically if you're five and seven. So this year, I think Minnesota was five and seven, but academically, whatever the hell formula they use, they were the best team. So it's make the rules up as you go. 
bowls should definitely exist. They're a lot of fun. I'm trying to think what they have in it in Georgia. I don't remember the the bowl. I know they have the Peach Bowl, but just that's the Peach Bowl. Yeah, that's right a now, peach just bowl. Peach that's bowl. a college football playoff. But if you go across the country, it's uh, I, I spoke in Myrtle Beach, uh, South Carolina, in October, and they had a bowl, whatever it was. It was it's a wonderful bowl. It's four years old, and they play in uh, Conway, South Carolina. In Coastal Carolina's bowl game, in their stadium, and again the community's behind it. Myrtle Beach doesn't need publicity, but it's just a—it's a great local event. More importantly, the most important reason for the coaches, and you said it, Tony, fifteen extra days of practice. You really get screwed if you don't get that extra practice in, and you got a, your season ends whatever uh, November twenty seventh or something. That's very important to the coaches, the schools, now the alumni. They like to travel. The kids like to travel, and it's a reward. If you're six and six or five and five, it's nice not to sit at home. I say five and five, five and seven, but I, I don't think they have any five. Well, they do. One this year, Minnesota. Anyway, it's anybody that would say to get rid of the bowls is wrong. Uh, your point, I can't answer that, how it will affect the uh, Power Five Conference bowl games. It might affect them a little bit. I don't, again, I don't know how in the hell the system is going to work. I don't think they do either. I have a general, like you do, a general idea, like six of them will play at home, six conference titles. All I know is it's going to be, I would change the name of bowl season to SEC slash Big Ten because that's who in the hell is going to be in there. You know, when you look at this year's matchups, you've got Michigan and Alabama, Washington and Texas, two really exciting matchups. How do you look at those two games, you know, from your standpoint? Or what are your expectations? Are there, are there any clear favorites for you? No, I'd say Alabama-Michigan, real close line. That's like a toss-up. And I'm not so sure that Texas and Washington, they played last year, I don't know, the Sun Bowl or something. I, I got to look up the score. I really don't think – I don't mean this in the wrong way, but as a handicapper, a paid handicapper, I go day by day. In other words, I couldn't tell you – I know their bowl game starting next week, but I couldn't tell you who they are. But they're four, they're four very exciting. They'll do matchups, but they're not the four strongest teams in the country. Yeah, Texas beat Alabama week number two. Texas down the stretch, Mike and Tony, and you know this, Texas should have lost three of their last four games. They, they Houston was like first and they had fourth and an inch on the nine-yard line, 20-point underdog, not Texas' fault. They were just flat. And Houston runs a play. They gain maybe half a yard. They need an inch. And the referee marks first down Texas. I mean, you talk about an investigation. I, I called some of my friends offshore to see if any of those referees bet on the game. That was really horrible. But forget that. TCU, Texas is on their own. And I'd pick TCU plus. I don't remember how many points. Uh, but TCU is covering. There in the fourth quarter, Texas fell apart in the fourth quarter against Houston, TCU. Let's go to Kansas State. I want to get ahead of myself. I picked Kansas State. No chance. Texas beating the hell out of them in half. Texas falls apart the second half. Next thing I know, it's an overtime. This pinhead coach at Kansas State, I'm going to win no matter what. They're down by three in overtime, and he decides on fourth and five. Three shots from the five gets zero, and on fourth and five, he's going to go for the win. He scored like he outscored Texas like three to one the second half. What the hell is he thinking? And I'm thinking, well, I'm going to win the spread. It's four, but God, it's just terrible to do. Anyway, it was incomplete. Should have lost that game. Okay, TCU. About a minute and a half to go. TCU has outscored Texas just like Houston did, just like Kansas State did in the in the fourth quarter. 
Texas is, I don't know if you saw the game, Texas is on their own two-yard line, third and a mile. It was probably more, it was more of a shocker to me than Alabama Auburn. And it was third and 30 or 35. The Texas quarterback drops back on third down. If he doesn't get this first down, which he's not supposed to get, he's got about a 0.9% chance, if that much of getting it, TCU is going to score. They're down by three and they're going to win the game or certainly get it in overtime. It's at TCU. He throws a Hail Mary pass. The guy made a sensation about 40 yards down the field on third and 30-something. Anyway, he they ran the clock out. But my point is, that counts to me. That doesn't mean Texas is terrible. But you got it beaten Oklahoma State. That was just a slaughtering. Like, hey, let's impress the frauds that are going to vote on the college football players. When I say frauds, they're good people. They just want to cover their ass. And, th- and if we run up the score on Oklahoma State, that'll get us right in. And that's what happened. They do not belong in there. And Alabama does. The winner of Alabama, Georgia, 100%. And as I said, how can you take the number one team that you, the college football bowl committee, voted number one all the way down to the last minute, and they lost a close game, and you're going to put, you're going to relegate them to fifth so they can hold up their hands and go, hey, we're number five, right? Anyway. All right, Danny, love it. We're going to have to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk to Danny some more later on in the show. Stay with us. You're not going to want to miss it. We're going to dive into some of this coaching news, some of the coaching moves that are going on out there. So stay with us. We'll be back right after we take a break. Attention business owners. Have you filed for your employee retention credit and been approved? Are you now waiting for your refund check from the IRS? Instead of waiting months to a year plus, how would you like to get your ERC money in about 10 days? Now you can. With ERCMoneyUpfront.com, we help business owners that have filed their employee retention credit and been approved to get their money faster. If you're getting between $75,000 and $5 million, we could get you up to a 70% advance on that money in about 10 days. To learn more about how you can get your ERC money faster, call this number right now. Speak with one of our funding specialists and have a text sent to your cell phone with details. 800-279-0419. That's 800-279-0419. This is not a loan product except in California. An offer is not available in the state of Massachusetts. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. You're listening to Big Sports Radio, SEC Edition. Welcome back. We want to say thanks for all of the comments after we aired part one of our Eric Kramer interview last week. We really feel his message is an important one, and your response proved that to be true. We want to emphasize that help is available for anyone having a mental health crisis or is considering suicide. That 24-hour hotline is 988. Please give them a call 
and get help from a professional. Eric didn't have that number back in 2015, a series of crushing life events that sent this former 10-year NFL quarterback who had accomplished so much to the brink. Eric wrote out several goodbyes on that night, put a loaded gun under his chin, and pulled the trigger. He stands today as literally a one in a million as he survived that suicide attempt. After several surgeries and therapy, he has written a book, The Ultimate Comeback, Surviving a Suicide Attempt, Conquering Depression, and Living with a Purpose. And you can find that on Amazon. Eric and I first met at a Super Bowl party in Houston back in 2004 when I was a sports anchor for CNN, and we kept in touch for several years. And while it's you know been cool to reunite with him, the greater joy, honestly, is to be able to share his story with others. You may know someone who needs to hear this, and we hope this can help someone pull themselves out of a dark place or keep them from falling there in the first place. As we continue with the conversation, Eric is explaining his confusion a couple of weeks after the incident as friends and family attempt to explain why he is in a brain trauma facility in Southern California. Here is the second part of my conversation with former like, Bears I and Lions say, TV, what am I doing? Eric Kramer. Wow. And like is literally, and Anna, this is someone who I went to high school with. She was doing a lot of the looking in after me. Okay. And and uh, I would be telling her, why am I here? She's like, well, hasn't the doctor told you you've had a brain injury? Hmm. Uh, nope, didn't at all. So she literally like came down one day, had the oversight doctor literally in the room with me, oh. and wanted the wanted she wanted to hear him say that I'm here because I have a brain injury okay. and me be in the room too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yet still, even after that, I did not know why I was there. That's how your brain just like, it went through a big deal that day or that night. And so it takes years to come back from that. Um, well, hold on there. And, and I'm sure to your point, uh, so much of this, um, again, usually when this happens, you don't come on the other side to talk about it. You don't know the brain. I mean, how would you know? How would any of us know? Right. Um, it, it's incredible. I, I want to get to the book. At what point did you decide, um, as you and I have talked before we began this, that I first saw a story. Uh, there were other stories written that I had not seen. Um, yeah. I just happened to see an article September of 2022, and that began me reaching out to you um, you know, on social media and, and, you know, we had had each other cell phone numbers had, had lost them over time. Um, at what point did you decide to write the book and, and talk about that process in terms of, um, the purpose of trying to get your story out there? It really wasn't me that decided it. Um, the, uh, so, um, friend of mine from the lions who was, he just retired last year named Bill Keenest. Bill Keenest was a long time media relations director for the lions, even when I was there. He had come on maybe three or four years before I got there. And so Bill had reached out to uh, his friend, um, uh, Dan Wetzel with Yahoo Sports. And so Dan Wetzel writes an article, a very generic one, but he mentioned Anna in there. Uh, Anna has some quotes and whatever. So a writer named Bill Croyle gets a hold of Anna and says, hey, do you think Eric would 
even think about collaborating on a book together. And Anna, you know, tells me about it. And she's like, he was very nice, very, you know, no pushy in any way. And it literally took me a while to call him because I didn't know him. Mm-hmm. And just the idea of doing this, I don't, you know, I was, uh, I don't know. I, it was more than I had ever, it, it's something I never even thought about doing. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, you know, we started talking over the phone. He doesn't live here. He lives back on the, in the Eastern time zone, back in kind of in Kentucky, but across the river from Cincinnati, I think. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, in any event, um, so we started talking and eventually decided, okay, I think we could do this. And uh, and so that's kind of how it came about. And then it kind of took on a life of its own. Yeah. And um, and I've had I've had friends now uh, call me up and say that have known me for years, like 30, 40 years, that we've communicated with and i've told him stuff about me and his life to you know vice versa he's like i didn't know half the stuff i was reading yeah and in a good way and uh and so it's just uh it's it it's really had a good response in terms of it's got a little bit of something for everybody in there there's some football stuff there's the relationship i had growing up with my parents a little bit of that there's some dylan griffin who obviously um had his struggles in life and but it's also got the adult version of all that too and um you know as everybody's life kind of takes place over time so too did mine and hence and uh so it's just um um i think it's a good life book Mm -hmm. that when you read it there's a lot of stuff in there that's probably applicable to most people's lives, yeah. I would say. Yeah. So I, uh, go ahead. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm done. Yeah. No, I, I was going to say that I think that's, um, again, with me, the, the quick skim and, and the things I've kind of read and, and again, learning a little bit about what happened to you before. Um, that was what I, I took away is that this is, um, there's, you know, there's, there's a carrot there for football fans. Um, yeah. but I think there's so much more. And to your point, so I think that's the thing. And, and we're close in age. You're a few years ahead of me, but we're, mm-hmm. we're fairly close. And I think that the older you get, um, it's like the, the church hymn. We understand it by, and you know, understand it by and by, right. You know, um, <laughs> and I, I think that's what I took from this is in terms of, um, there's something here that I think you're going to be as busy as you want to be, uh, with interview requests, with book signings, with speeches, because I think there's something here because you do have um, a perspective that literally very few people here on this earth have. And mm-hmm. and and you have a very eloquent way of being honest about that and saying, you know, you're not, you know, pointing fingers saying, hey, listen, this is what really happened. Um, how has this been for you in terms of the, the therapy? I mean, I want to ask about physical therapy too, but emotional therapy, spiritual therapy. How has this process um, allowed you to evolve? It's a great question. I think it's really helped um, because it's, it's helped. It's allowed me really to go back and talk through and, and get things down that uh, give some shape and some, some um, structure and some sense to life and my life and those around me. And 
you know, we've all got one. And, and so, you know, a lot of people would think, wow, here you've gone from uh, high school to college to pro. How could you be depressed? Well, read this book. That's how. And, (laughs) and, um, but yet there's also, uh, you know, people that know people that are close to them that have anxiety or panic attacks or depression and don't know what to do or say. Mm-hmm. Well, there's stuff in there too. And I, I'll bet you I'm I'm probably not the only person who's had um kind of growing up issues with their parents. Yeah. I, I pretty much guarantee that one. Yeah. yeah. And yet there's a there's a way, there's a, a, a different perspective I have later in life than I had when I was 16, 17. Yeah. And uh, and so, you know, I think um, and there's there's real people, you know, in this book and real things that do happen to those real people, me included. Yeah. And um, so I, I I think, like I said, I think there's some uh, there's a fair amount of of humor in it. Uh, it's not um, terribly dark and depressing. Yeah. Uh, and. And there's sort of, as they say in life, light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, it is. But you're exactly right. Um, we all have stuff. I don't care who you are, what you do, what color you are, where you live, much money you got. Mm-hmm. We all have stuff. Uh, it doesn't right. matter what your situation is. And I think you 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 put that in a, in a very positive way. Um, physical therapy. I look at you, and if I didn't know your story. I wouldn't think that anything had had happened. How long did that process take? Because I know there was some reconstructive stuff yeah. that you had to do. Yeah. Uh, the doctors were fantastic. You're just as handsome now as you were 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, everything you see here, I, I wasn't necessarily born with. So, okay. Um, okay. but like I, I had, uh, you know, if you just get football wise, I had to retire because of a couple neck injuries. Sure. And one I had ended up having surgery for, which basically ended it. And but I've had now two hips replaced, a knee replaced, and um, and all various other. I probably had 16, 17 surgeries, and that's not counting whatever resulted from my suicide attempt. Yeah. And so uh, you know, this what you see here, like this this part of my skull is not mine. Um uh and the upper part, yeah. The upper part, correct. And so I'm I can't tell you how thankful I am to these ridiculous genius doctors. I mean, crazy. So you talk about not supposed to be here. Anna took me to a doctor appointment one time that the the, the surgeon, that surgeon was there that night. And sitting the night, in, when, you, the night when you came in. Yes. First. Okay. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm. Now this is several months later. Sure. And I'm sitting in his patient room, right? Anna's in there with me, and he's leaning up against the wall, and he's asking me questions. And I'm. He's over here, and I'm talking this way. And I look up, and it's like his jaws on the ground. I'm like, did I say something right? He uh, wrong. He says, Oh no no no. I'm sorry. He goes, it's just that uh, people that were in your condition aren't usually here telling me about it later. And I guess my like that night, my brain swelled up and they had to close me up. Uh, 
and not complete the surgery that night. Wow. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, you're you're right. There are plenty of people that you're going to have this interview with. So I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah, very happy to be here. Yeah, and very happy to be telling this story. And I do think that there's a lot of um, a lot of people I think that are going to, you know, identify with this because this is not some you know my life is so great, you know, you couldn't possibly attain this. It's right. not that at all. It is I'm as every guy. Yeah. And and so I'm a you know family person grew up here locally and uh, so it, there's not a lot of I guess not, there's not a lot of fluff to it I should say yeah, yeah. no I I didn't think that at all it's a very fast read uh, I would suggest anybody who who gets it just sit down with a with a good cup of coffee beverage and before you know it um, you'll be through it I, I do you've given us a lot of time and I appreciate that I do want to get one more question out of the way what's what's next for for Eric Kramer. I'm glad you asked that. So I've got a couple projects I'm working on. Um, one is a mental health program for kids and families. That okay. uh, So I'll quickly say this. So at, it's going to start out as an after-school program for fourth and fifth graders and then for sixth graders. And two different, one's a middle school after-school program, one's an elementary one. And picture at that age, so you're 10, 11, 12, and mostly in life, okay, most of life has been good for you up until this point. And so we want to help you as a 10th, 11th, 10, 11, 12 year old, I help you identify what it is in people, characteristics, I mean, that you would like to be yourself, that you would like to have as a part of you. Okay. Meaning. On the positive side, you know, you want to be what a good friend would be, meaning you want to have your friends back or you'd want to step in. You'd want to be a good listener, an active listener, an empathetic one. Um, you wouldn't want to isolate somebody away from your friends, right? So you're going to want to do things that... So the idea is that um, you you want to learn how to act those out. Mm -hmm. When the you know you want to we, we'll create scenes that where that does happen, right. okay. And uh, then we want to help you create. How do you approach somebody like that to let them know I'm building a home team of people just like you that in my life I can go to when things are good and when things might not be so good, right. And these people could be a parent, a teacher, a coach, um, someone slightly older than yourself. Um, and, uh, you know, the idea of mentors, of someone slightly older, the feeling that gives them to be looked up to mm -hmm. and, and to give them somebody to be responsible for. Mm -hmm. And the idea that you could, over time, build that into you know, through the schools, uh, you know, because we'll get into the schools too. Mm -hmm. And over time, by the time you start out at 10, by the time you graduate high school, you've been doing this now for eight years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so a good chunk of your life has been dedicated to when you've got issues, good or bad, you've got a group that you can go to. Actually, you'll have a group that will reach out to you too. 
Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, and parents have their own way of getting involved um, and setting goals for themselves, as do your siblings. And so it's a really good program. So that's one thing. And then another is a passing camp. Um, we're going to start out as just passing in the beginning. Um, but I've talked to some fellow former players like me. They don't have to be pros, could be college, but they have they, it, a good thing is for them to be passionate about teaching what they know. Okay. And, and so we'll have a sponsored camp that will make a video series. And then that video series will be the basis of some mini camps for high school coaches and players, actually the ones that are on their own teams. Okay. And so by the time they get around to having that uh, mini camp on the website, will already be all this video. Okay. And it'll, the playbook will be on there. There's a 3D playbook we'll have. So it, it's going to be a really good experience for the people who not only participate in it to be in that video series part, but also who ends up coming to these mini camps. So it's a uh, very, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm kind of in the stages these last three or four years of kind of putting all this together. And we're kind of right on the cusp from making, turning both of these things into a reality. I, I can tell how important this is to you. Your face lights up when when you're talking about this. Not that it doesn't otherwise, but even more so. Um, once again, the book is called The Ultimate Comeback, Surviving a Suicide Attempt, Conquering Depression, and Living with a Purpose. Um, Eric, tell people where where they can go get this book. Thank you. It's, you can find it on Amazon. And uh, it's, um, yeah, it, that's a, it, it came out, like you said, earlier in November. And um, uh, it's it's going really well so far. Thank Good. you. Good. Well, um, hopefully more people hear this. We will do our part to get the word out to as many people as possible because I get, again, we all have stuff and uh, we all need to hear uh, from someone who has conquered that, as you say, and it's a very fast read. Eric, um, time has gone by way too fast. I could talk to you for hours, but I don't want to keep you. Um, I, I hope we can keep in touch and uh, we wish you the very best. Anything we can do on our end to help you with this, uh, you know, I'm just a phone call away. I really appreciate that. This has been great so far. And Larry, I really appreciate the time and attention you've given this this book in particular and getting back in touch has been awesome. So thank you. Yeah. 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 I've enjoyed it. And uh, we're we we will we will renew our our connection via text message, whatever, and and maybe a golf or lunch is down the future. Eric, thanks so much. Very good. I love it. Thanks, Larry. Take care. Thank you. Eric Kramer, once again, he's the former NFL quarterback, 10 years in the NFL, but again, more importantly, the legacy he is. Um, leaving and about to leave um, far exceeds anything that he did on the football field. The Ultimate Comeback, Surviving a Suicide Attempt, Conquering Depression, and Living with a Purpose. It's a book that's out right now. You can find it on Amazon. And for everyone listening to this, we certainly appreciate your time. Stay with us. We'll continue after a timeout. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the Health Insurance Helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. 
worth it? If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-373-8414. That's 800-373-8414. You're listening to Big Sports Radio, SEC edition. Fellas, how about those New York Giants and the former Illini quarterback, Tommy DeVito? Um, is he one of the biggest stories right now? I mean, you know, NFL guys, we had Brock Purdy last year, right? It was like one of the last guys picked. Uh, now, not quite on that level, but he has led the Giants to three straight wins, and all of a sudden, they're like back into on the brink of being contending for the playoffs? 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 We're talking about playoffs? No, I, I Tommy DeVito, what a great story. You know, living with his parents, you know, he's taking this, you know, he's saving money. I, I think it's fantastic. I mean, this is like fun. You see his family at the games and they're just living it up. You know, is you know, I, I got a chance to meet, you know, his mom and dad. And I know we had him on our radio show a year ago. Yeah. Um, so you know, we've 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 got to know that family, and they are man, they are fun. And Tommy DeVito just killing it for the Giants. I mean, he's got the what's his his agents there, and he looks like he came straight out of the it's Guido Sarducci. <laughs> his father Guido Sarducci. <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right, you know, so he's, uh, I mean, it's fantastic <laughs> stuff. You know, uh, I want to tell you, uh, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's fantastic because one of the challenges the NFL has when guys put on the face masks and the helmets is they, they're not people as much. And, and, you know, Tommy's parents, now that they've decided to, you know, come out of their shell a little bit, have, been, <laughs> <laughs> have become quite the characters. And it's awesome to see them do that. And, and look, look, DeVito, when they let him actually throw the ball, he is not that bad. He gets a bad tag because there, there's some games they're like, you're just going to, you're just going to hand it off 42 times. And the only time you're going to pass it is when it's third down and 12. And you're going to get sacked 10 times too, just for fun. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get your check and you'll, you'll go home. So yeah, exactly. It's uh no, you're right. It's <laughs> Father Sartucci. Or he's a Frankie Needles from New Jack City. Those who like like the 1990s uh, movie with uh, Wesley Snipes. Uh, no, you're right. It's uh, it's awesome. The DeVito parents, they are characters. They're hilarious. They're real. Um, you can't be around them and not like them. And so, therefore, we love the story. And, uh, and it's great. I, I lo- and I, I love anybody who succeeds against the odds and undrafted quarterbacks rarely get a chance, really get a chance to succeed. And so what he has done here these past few weeks, it's been great. Of course, it's happened in New York, which kind of, you know, just magnifies everything because it's yeah. New York. Everyone always talks about New York, especially New Yorkers. Um, you know, another great uh, moment was with the, the Titans and Dolphins guys, you guys found up a, an amazing stat about this game last week. Yeah, it was like 16,842, 60. I'm still counting, but it's like when you have a 14-point lead, you can't lose in the final three minutes. You don't lose in regulation. It's like never happened in like 17,000 games. Are you quoting rents right now? It sounds like you're putting that in a song. I don't even remember how many minutes (laughs) in a year or, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's whatever. Long time. And and that's according to... 17,000. 
And that's according to a, a place called Quirky Research, which seems to be aptly named who provides that stat. So, but I will tell you, this is one of those things that that you just wonder, you know, as a Dolphin fan with the the firepower that that team has, you just wonder, how did we get in this situation and why is this happening to me? <laughs> 17,348 games. No, just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. Um, hey, I, wanna, I want to get in uh, Deion Sanders. You know, this guy, uh, when he wins like his first three games, right? Loses like his last seven out of eight or something. But he is killing it in recruiting. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. This guy's like a magnet. You know, before the season, we were talking, and we thought maybe that it wasn't. When you saw that, I think they did it with Mears a little bit early on. But before the season, I was actually talking. People were like, "That's the worst offensive line in college football," and it turns out they were. They were <laughs> one of the worst offensive lines in college football. So he said, "We need to get a lot more guys who can block," and so he went out and got. Like seven, I think they've got five portal guys uh, and then or six portal guys. And then like the one of the top recruits in the country to come in on the offensive line. It's just insane what he's been able to do to retool that as the portal just opened a week ago. Well, let's 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 also wait and see how good they are, because he did retool it last year and then pronounced midway through the season that his offensive line stunk. So, you know, hopefully he's selected a little better this year. And I'm sure that there's a lot of people after seeing how the season started, there's probably a lot more interest, believe it or not, than he had last year, which is actually saying something. Well, if you like attention, um, look, that's the team to be on, right? If you don't mind your coach getting more attention than any of you combined, um, that's not a bad <laughs> thing. And does Dion still have the receipts with that reporter that doubted him? Um, you went four and eight. Remember that? Yeah, yes. I got the receipts. Yes, I do. Y'all didn't believe it. No, Dion's cool. All right. Hey, guys, that's uh, all the time we have. As always, the time goes way too fast. We appreciate everyone who came by the show. Uh, Danny Sheridan, Eric Kramer, and, of course, you. We will uh, do it again, same time, this place, next week here at the holidays. Uh, for Mike and Brad, I'm Larry. We'll see you. Enjoy the games. The preceding program is a product of Rise Above Productions and Revision Sound. Join us next week for the latest edition of Big Sports Radio SEC.